Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Portions of the Oilers Now podcast are brought to you by ProAmSports.ca. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office equipment solutions North America wide? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X.ca on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad. It's 136 in Edmonton. Welcome back, everybody. Bob Stoffer with you in Oilers Now. At the uh, NHL draft... On Saturday, uh, the biggest deal so far in the offseason came down. One that saw the Calgary Flames move the highest uh, goal-scoring defenseman in the NHL this year, Dougie Hamilton, along with Michael Furland, who tailed off in the second half, but certainly packs a wallop when he decides to chuck him, and had a decent offensive campaign, along with prospect Adam Fox to the Carolina Hurricanes for uh, Noah Hannafin, who's got uh, tremendous physical abilities, along with Elias Lindholm, who to me, has been a bit of an enigma in the NHL. Of course, uh, Lindholm and Hannafin played for Bill Peters, the head coach of the uh, Calgary Flames in uh, Carolina. To talk about uh, things in Calgary, uh, we're going to turn to Eric Francis. He knows that market like uh, nobody else does. Eric, welcome back to the show. How you doing? I'm all good, my man. Good to good to chat with you. Yeah, I just saw a tweet that came out. So you know, we we refer to you as Eric Francis, uh, Sportsnet columnist and Post Media, but it's soon no longer to be Post Media. You're moving on, are you? Yeah, 28 years. It's uh, kind of bittersweet. It's a bit of a bit of an emotional day for me, but because um, I love the newspaper game. But I think we're all aware of how it's kind of disintegrated over the years, and it's not uh, no longer the place to be. So. I'm moving on, but uh, before that, I'll take a couple months uh, off the grid and just uh, enjoy my life. But you're going to do a bunch of, you're going to continue to work with Sportsnet, obviously, because we saw you all in the, you know, Flames broadcast last year, kind of in that Spectre type role down south. So that'll continue moving forward? Yeah, I really enjoy my my work with Sportsnet, and uh, yeah, certainly going to be back on the broadcast next year. Looking forward to that. All right, tell me this. Give me your perspective on the trade, on the because to me it's a, you know, you kind of look at it on face value, and uh, you go, well, uh, did Calgary give up the best player in Dougie Hamilton? And uh, we just had Gord Stella come on and talk about situational fits and organizations. So I'd like to get your perspective on what occurred there. Yeah, I, I think it was a trade out of necessity, and usually those are made and, and they don't work out that well. But I think. In this case, I think if people get over the initial sticker shock of losing the best player in the deal, um, and you look at it on its merit, I really do think that it was, uh, I think the Flames did well. I actually think both teams did very well in this trade. I, do, I think that history will show that, too. And I do want to just say, I bet you in five years from now, we're talking about Adam Fox being the best player in the whole deal. Uh, but I also guarantee wow. we're going to talk about, or I also guarantee we're going to talk about Adam Fox not playing for Carolina. There's no chance he's going to Carolina. So, uh, they took a gamble, and it's not going to pay off for them. There's a New York kid who wants to play for the Islanders, the Rangers, and that's it. And that was made very clear to the Flames. So a throw-in, uh, you know, you take a bit of a beating on that because you really hoped that you were going to have him, and people here were excited about him. But they also, they also knew the deal that he was probably going to finish his four years at Harvard 
and then you know exercises uh, unrestricted free agency. So, so just going back to Hamilton, you know, yeah, leading scorer in the league, shiniest numbers you're going to see, um, but uh, and all the tools except for uh, his compete, uh, you know, his will to win, his uh, his desire to do whatever it takes to win hockey games. No, never been there, never been there, and that's that's why he's been traded twice under the age of 25. Uh, despite how good a hockey player he is. Um, that was rubbing players the wrong way. That was rubbing management the wrong way. And he was so bent out of shape by the fact that the Flames uh, put his brother on waivers. Uh, at the end of the year, uh, Doug, he made it very clear that he didn't want to come back here either. So the Calgary Flames, uh, you know, a lot of teams in the league knew that Doug Hamilton, his, they knew his deal. And so it wasn't like they could get full value for him. But so, I think so. He didn't. Are you saying he he didn't necessarily request the trade, but he was open to a move? Yeah, I'll just say that his actions made it very, very clear that he was no longer willing to come back. Not no longer really wanting to come back here. Okay. And uh, and and I don't want to get into all the details, but I because uh, his, his reputation has taken a beating uh, since the trade, and I don't really want to add to that. Uh, I mean, I think. Being traded twice with his tools at that age says it all. And uh, so, you know, what you get back is a defenseman who can replace him and also bumps up T.J. Brody. So the Flames are taking a big chance that T.J. Brody can return to his past form on that top right. role with uh, Mark Giordano. And, and I, I actually think it'll work out well that way for T.J. Brody um, and the Flames. And then Hannah Finn slips into that second pairing, and, and it'll be a much better second pairing uh, with Brody off of it, <laughs> as odd as that sounds, I just said I just praised Brody, but I also said second line will be better without him on it. He's just not a defensive defenseman. So um, Hannafin has the exact same number of points that Dougie Hamilton had his first three years in the NHL, so that bodes well for the Flames. Yep. Um, you know he's got he's an elite skater. Uh, his his give a crap meter, unlike Dougie Hamilton's, is is very high. And uh, you know Lindholm, I agree with you, a bit of an enigma, but I think it says a lot about the faith the coach has in him when the coach is the one who obviously, you know, pushed hard for this deal to happen. I can't imagine the coach, if he thought that this kid, you know, wasn't a competitor and didn't have a huge upside, would, you know, would push hard to have uh, Lindholm be here, let alone be his top-line right winger. So he gives them versatility, center as a right winger. Um, you know, Hannafin gives them great skating, and, you know, that's what it's all about with defensemen now. It's, uh, I, again, for a team that knew they were going to lose Fox, knew they were going to have to get rid of Hamilton. I think they did pretty well. The one that hurts them, and they don't like it, was Michael Furland. But their rationale was, we're going to lose him in a year because he's going to be looking for probably five. You know, Depending on the year he has this year, he'll be making north of $5 million next year. I really believe that with the tools that he brings. So uh, they knew that that was something they weren't willing to invest in, so they cut bait with it now. So uh, sorry for the long-winded answer, but that kind of delves into my thoughts on the trade. All right. Uh, you know what? Uh, the trade was obviously prefaced by the fact that the Flames made a change in coaching. Uh, Glenn Galson is here to work with Todd McClellan. First, your thoughts on Glenn, who, by the way, has a better career all-time record uh, than Bill Peters. And, and Eric, yeah. I've known Bill since he coached at the University of Lethbridge, where he had no chance down there. I mean, it's a small school. You don't get good players there. He went 1-17 in three years against the U of A when he coached at Lethbridge. <laughs> he was taking a pocket knife to a gunfight, you know what I'm saying? But yeah. I think he's a good guy. Uh, how's that played out in that market? You know, I think it's mixed. I mean, I know certainly in the media, I don't have a bad thing to say about Glenn Gulletson. I mean, I think he's I think he's colorful. I think he's uh, he's a great talker. Uh, you know, we love dealing with him. And so 
Uh, but I also knew that he was probably going to you know, be the one to pay the price for the season they just had. I think uh, huge coup for the Oilers to grab a guy with that experience and that, that pedigree. Um, he's, a, he's loved by the players. Players did love him here, and that's good for an assistant coach. Um, you know, that whole shtick, the good guy, bad guy with the head coach and assistant coach, he'll play that role brilliantly. Uh, I think, you know, Oilers fans should be ecstatic for the hire there. And I, and I know most of the time fans don't really care too much about who the assistants are, but I think that's a great fit, and I know he's a great man, so good for him. And, uh, yeah, I, I'm not convinced that the, the Flames have necessarily upgraded, but they did need a change. Um, so, you know, Bill Peters comes in. This GM is willing to stake his future on Bill Peters, and that's pretty high praise for him. And, and Bill Peters also has a pretty stellar record outside of Carolina and what he's done internationally and also at other levels. So uh, I know he didn't have much. Just like you said about Lethbridge, look at the Carolina Hurricanes. Yep. He's been well under the cap every year. Yep. They have never had a goalie of note in their career, in their lifetime, other than when Cam Mort had one or two good years. Uh, you know, this guy was... He wasn't playing with a full deck there, and now he's going to, and we'll see how he does. Okay. Uh, now, speaking of Carolina, there's another player going in there today, Frank Cervelli from TSN, reporting that uh, Derek Ryan uh, is in Calgary. Uh, I did Derek's uh, his freshman year at the U of A. Alberta won that year, too, by the way, under Eric Thurston. Um, 2007-08, before I started the 10-year stint doing the Oilers. Um, Derek, is that a pretty good program up there at U of A? I'm not sure. Is that a good one? Well, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding you, buddy. Put it this way. I did their games 13 years. They won six national titles, and uh, the two best teams they had didn't win in those 13 years. So, Oh, uh, interesting. That's uh, that's how it works sometimes. But uh, I, I personally, I got a lot of time for Derek. I think he's uh, a very effective, useful top-nine player. He would have been fourth on the Oilers in scoring this year. And I know that Bill Derek owes a lot to Bill for getting that opportunity to play in the NHL. Uh, uh, would Derek Ryan make sense to Calgary? Oh yeah, I think so. I mean, I'm, yeah, he's. I think that's pretty much a. Uh, I don't want to say a foregone conclusion because I think he's going to have some other interests elsewhere. But I think that that's a good fit. Um, I think people here in this city, upon hearing that, are thinking, "Oh, that's great. We got our fourth line center now." No, he's put up numbers that, that suggest that he'll battle Mark Jankowski for that second line center role, and, and that's great. It's great to have that competition. And if Jankowski has to fight his way to try and get to number three. That's really good for him. So I think that's a bit of a no-brainer. The, the Calgary Flames, like most teams, are really short on right-handed shots. And Derek Ryan is that guy. And he's also great at face-offs. It's another deficiency the Calgary Flames have had over the years. So, And there's a familiarity, a familiarity, <laughs> a familiarity with Bill Peters, as you suggested, and he trusts him. And when you're looking at a bottom six uh, forward, trust is the number one you know, the buzzword. Uh, can I put him out late in the game? Can I get, put him out to protect the lead? I think he feels that way about Derek Ryan, so I'd be very surprised, put it that way, uh, if he wasn't signed by the Calgary Flames. Seems like a good fit. All right, final one for you. Who else would make sense? Do they need a little bit of muscle there, uh, given the fact that they've lost Furland? Well, Ryan Reeves is an intriguing one. That's a name we hear a lot around here. I'm not, I'm not sure there's room for guys like that in the NHL today. And I know everybody went wild and bulk of his virtues in the Stanley Cup final and the semifinals and I, not for me but anyway, uh, Michael Grabner is a guy who I think the Calgary Flames may target he's probably the best right winger out there of all the unrestricted free agents and you got to remember the Calgary Flames have $24 million right now to spend uh, they, they got to spend probably 9 or 10 of that on those two new guys they just acquired in the trade and they've also got some other restricted free agents they got to deal with but 
suffice it to say they've got seven, eight, nine million dollars to spend on the open market if they choose to do so. I'm not saying you'd spend, you know, huge, huge money on Grabner, but he's the best right winger I think out there in terms of goal scorers, and uh, that seems like a good fit to me. So that's another name that I'm hearing around here, as well as Reeves, as well as Derek Ryan, and uh, was it the Churn? Who's the kid in Boston? It's Char- Charnak. Uh, Austin um, Zernick. The thank you. Yeah, you you speak better English than I do. Um, that's another name that I've heard a lot of, and he may be a, a good fit here too. Well, there's about 20 teams in on him. That's what I'm hearing. All, yeah, all yeah. on one-way deals. Uh, great stuff. Uh, awesome, Eric. Uh, let's touch base down the road, okay? Okay, buddy. Have a great summer, but I don't talk to you. You bet. That is Eric Francis from Sportsnet out of Calgary. It is 148 in Edmonton. We'll take a quick timeout, come back with this day in Oilers history. It was a good and bad day back in 1994, and I'll get to some of your texts on the Westlock 4 text line. When you want to fly your Oilers' colors with fan gear or outfit your fan cave, there's only one place. ProAmSports.ca Jerseys, apparel, headwear, and memorabilia from your favorite players and teams. Whether it's the NHL, the CFL, the NFL, MLB, or more, ProAm Sports are your fan cave specialists. And if it comes with a ProAm Sports Certificate of Authenticity and hologram, you know it's 100% authentic, hand-signed memorabilia. So no matter who you cheer for, ProAm Sports has got your guy. Visit their Edmonton show Showroom on St. Albert Trail. Fill your fan cave at proamsports.ca. That's proamsports.ca. Hi, this is Ryan Nugent Hopkins from your Edmonton Oilers. You're listening to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 630 Chad. Oh, Ryan Nugent Hopkins. First round draft choice. That's where we're going to go next. Uh, this day in Oilers history brought to you by New West Travel at 152 in Edmonton. Edmonton's premier travel company for 38 years. Looking at going on a great river cruise in Europe in 2018. New West Travel has got some terrific rates on fabulous cruises. June 28, 1994. Oh, where was I? Up near Prince George at that time. The Edmonton Oilers draft Jason Bonsignor fourth overall. And Ryan Smith, sixth overall in the 94 draft. Well, one out of two wasn't bad. Smith obviously had a a tremendous NHL career and is an Edmonton sporting icon. And Jason Bond Sr. had tremendous talent and did not live up to any of it. I actually had him on a number of years later when he was playing for Las Vegas. uh, In minor pro, I can't remember if they were in the West Coast League or in the East Coast League at that time. Uh, you know, I, I think you certainly sensed when you talked to Bonsignor that there was some uh, recognition that he needed to do more when he was younger. This Stan Oilers history brought to you by New West Travel. We've got great travel deals for weddings, honeymoons, golf packages, and employee corporate reward trips. Call the friendly staff at New West Travel, 780-432-7446, or go online at newwesttravel.com. Brendan, it's been a very traumatic last couple days in the Stauffer household. Why is that? Tori finished grade nine. Oh wow! Yeah, over at uh, at Louis High School coming up. She's That's going scary. to high school, uh, and Hudson uh, finished grade six at St. Mary's. The Stoffers have had uh, we've had kids in St. Mary's for the last eight years. So I know my wife. Passage of time gets my wife all the time. So, <laughs> well, uh, congrats to both the kids. Yes, on, well, uh, special thanks to uh, all of the teachers and administrators along the way that have spent uh, uh, some extra time uh, uh, with our kids. And, and they've, you know, and I think I speak for parents out there all over the city that uh, 
you know, there's uh, there's certain segments of the population that are underpaid, and I think we can all agree, teachers, uh, doctors, and nurses, for me, are, are groups that uh, of individuals that tend to be a little bit underpaid, but certainly uh, their efforts are always appreciated. So, so they're home now all the time, basically. Yeah. Well, you don't have an hour to unwind Tori, after the show. You they're home know, already. You, you didn't know that Tori's going to start coming in? She's doing a practicum with us this uh, this, this off-season? Oh, really? Yeah, yeah Hudson wow. Hudson has no interest, but uh, Tori would be totally in a lot. That's so, cool, yeah. yeah so she'll be, uh, well, there, there's, you know, there's another Oilers broadcaster who has a, uh, a, a, a child that has grown in to become a, a pretty effective sportscaster in their own right in this town, right? Somebody over at Global? Oh, yeah, of course, uh, Quinn Phillips. Yes, Rod's daughter. Yeah. So very talented. There, there you go. Uh, anyway, special thanks to uh, uh, those uh, schools for uh, helping us out with our kids over the last several years. Uh, completely self-indulgent of me, but uh, I'm sure many of you can relate. What's Reed Wilkins got? Uh, you know what? I know where Reed Wilkins is tonight because I'm going to see him between six and seven o'clock over at uh, the Community Arena at Rogers Place. He's doing a show live from there yeah, for the Billy Morris from, Cup. Uh, yeah, from the Billy Morris Cup. I, so I take it you're going to be joining him on the air. I was on last night. I will be down there between six and seven. I'm at another event tonight at seven thirty and another event at nine thirty wow. tonight. So I'm a, busy. I'm a busy boy. I'll uh, be down there tonight though. I'll uh, stop by and uh, join Reed, and uh, he'll also have more of the Scott on for an Eskimos preview World Cup chat as well. There's lots going on. All right. Uh, tomorrow, uh, Elliot Friedman, who I spoke to today from NHL Hockey and Rogers, courtesy of our friends at the River Cree Resort and Casino, who on uh, Friday night have blood, sweat, and tears featuring Bo Bice. Up next, the Global News Weather Traffic Update with Eileen Bell, followed by the 6.30 Chad. Afternoon News with Jalen Nye and Andrew Gross. So long, everybody. Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office Solutions North America wide. Yeah, Digitex does that. D I G I T E X dot C A. On Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.